Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Every day, Thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 388. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my standing co-host is my company's senior SEO, Scott Van Eck. How are you doing today, bud? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. It's been all of four episodes since you've been on. I, I know. I've been getting getting kind of lonely. <laughs> all I do is sit in my basement and wait. That's, I know. That's, I know. Yeah. Your chilly, chilly basement. Yes. I know. It's so cold in here. Uh, so, Darn air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, first world. I mean, it's a tough, 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 tough time. It okay. is. Yeah. So to start with off some non-SEO news, what the F is going on in this world? We now have... Uh, the first recorded fire tornado warning. Uh, temperature records were set. Hottest day in ever or something. 130 degrees Fahrenheit. I think it's the second the second highest temperature ever recorded on Earth. The other was 134 degrees, also in Death Valley. Yeah, but I heard someone had that, uh, some climate extreme climate analyst actually said that that was probably inaccurate. Who knows though? Anyway, still that's insanity. And then, of course, the horrific Beirut explosion happened since our last show. I mean, it's just been, uh, I'm speechless. Um, plus, we have a course, and we're not getting into it because we, we, we promise not to. But, you know, we've got an election coming. We've got all the fires. I just, my heart goes out to everyone who's dealing with all this or just hell, just reading the news. Because <laughs> frankly, it's depressing. Hey, I'm I, trying to avoid the news, but I feel like I have to, it's like my duty to know what's going on in the world, even though I want to just curl up in a ball and 
I don't know, put on just some pre- 80s sitcom reruns or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who is it? What, Jeremy Knopf, uh, one of our uh, pals in the industry, is uh, saying that he was watching Golden Girls last night. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> he needed something to shut his mind down. I guess uh, that wins. It. My wife started getting us on the watching Friends bandwagon again. Oh, yeah. So mm. we're, we're just at the episode where Ross and Rachel finally kissed in season two. So there you oh, go. Oh, that's big. We've we got about 7,000 episodes to go before we finish that series. <laughs> All right. Well, that's as much as we'll do for the non-SEO. It, it's still it's just a beg to be said. Like, wow. Just wow. All right. So jumping into general SEO news. Um, this is kind of unique. Now, kind of. I stress kind of, and then you'll see why. Google has launched people cards in search in India. Uh, where we discovered, you said it was 90, Google has 95% of the search share in that country? Yeah, I looked it up. It just shy of that. It was like 94.8% search market share in India right now. Nuts. I'm really shocked. I thought someone would be able to to make something that could compete against them in a place that you would think culturally would be so different. And and there'd be some, it's not like China where it's vastly different. um, And they have a much easier time, I think, competing. But Anyway, I was shocked. Um, anyway, these people cards are <laughs> essentially, um, now how do you do it again exactly? Uh, you have to type in. Uh, to, to bring it up, you basically would search for your name. Um, but to add them, you add the, the data. Add, you say, add me to search. That's, that's what you say in Google, in the search. Um, and when you do add me to search, it brings you up an option for you to add your own profile. And then very similar to um, authorship back in the day. Uh, for those that can remember that, uh, one of the things I really miss, uh, you can add websites that you're related to or connected with, that kind of thing. Now, who's vetting that? I don't know. I'm connected to CNN. Um, you are? <laughs> okay. yeah. I totally hey, as far didn't as they know. know. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It sounds like there's a lot of holes here. Um, I think this is far less interesting than uh, the potential of authorship. For those that don't know what that was, that was the ability to add a background tag on news pages where you wrote content um, and Google would create kind of a, um, a knowledge graph of your content that you've written and would even add your image next to content in search. I thought that was genius. Um, it, it just, it, it allowed you to really skim through content to find things easier. Um, it made sense because Google would be able to create a more trusted uh, picture of who is uh, creating good content. I don't know. Now I just assume they do this behind the scenes, even though they claim they don't. Um, at least the last time I heard about it, they claimed they didn't. But this is an indication that they still have this in mind, I think, anyway, um, by having these profiles. The other option is that they're doing this because of some kind of cultural significance in India that you know, people want their profile on there and maybe they're satisfying that need. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of wonder about that myself because it's interesting. Usually when they add all these new features, I don't know, 95% of the time they roll out in the U.S. first before they go anywhere else. It feels like anyways. So there's got, unless there's some sort of country specific cultural tie or some reason to start somewhere else. Hmm. Well, and, and the interesting thing here is, uh, well, among other things, is that, uh, it's, well, it's free to do. Um, uh, and I'll read this here. It's individuals that have claimed their people card can add details such as a personal description, their occupation, employer, 
location, profile avatar, phone number, website, and social media accounts. This curated information may help people people's card owners influence their customer journey. I'm not sure they wrote that right. Anyway, uh, at the time of publishing, Google has yet to respond to our questions regarding whether this feature will receive a wider rollout. And this is from Search Engine Land. Um, they've been experimenting with this feature since February and the cards can be deleted by owners at any time. Now, there are a lot of people with the same name and apparently they'll just stack in search results. Um, who's going to show up number one? <laughs> It's a good thing. There's nobody in the world that shares their name with more than like one or two other people. So exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or millions. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Right. I, I have to wonder about the security. Like how are they going to vet and verify? Is it going to be the postcard system that businesses are using or, you, you know, even that might be tricky, you know, cause what's stopping me from creating a, a people card of you and just going crazy and having fun with it. Exactly. Um, I guess it's because it's their Google account. It's your actual Google account you have to use. Um, they would probably, oh, I can't recall where they've done this before, but essentially if you, it's a new account, it's probably more suspicious and maybe you don't even op, they don't even offer this option. They'd have to see a, um, I don't know, I'm speculating, but I would assume that over time they'd have more trust in what you're getting, you're providing um, if you've been using your profile a while. Yeah. It is intriguing. I don't know exactly how it's supposed to help. Uh, maybe it's not even going to be vetted. Maybe it's just one of those things that they like, hey, you want it? We got it. This will keep you on Google. But at 95%, that doesn't seem to be much of an issue. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. It's definitely one of those things that even if you don't want to do it, you almost have to do it. Yeah. You know, especially, especially if other people share the same name and you want, you know, people are looking for you, you want them to find you and not, you know, other versions of your same name. So you kind of are forced into it in a way. Yeah. And I wonder if first to market, like first to people, the first people to do this are going to have any more significance over others. I don't know. Um, you know, it'd be interesting if you could add articles you've written, that would start to get very intriguing. That sounds yeah. a lot like authorship. Yeah. That'd be the step that'd be like, <laughs> come on guys, smack. Just go back to what you were doing. Uh, all right. So uh, the next piece here is, uh, Find jobs, recipes, and products more easily on search. This is a new update from Google. This is from the Google blog. And what they've done here is kind of cool. Um, now, I don't know if this is rolled out internationally. It may be just be in the States. But if you're doing, uh, let's say, there's a few examples here, shopping. Um, let's say you type in a search for headphones. Um, and what it'll do is if it's looking for, if you're looking for headphones and you've looked before, they will now show a carousel of the, the products you've looked at before. Uh, even articles that may have had a product. Uh, then you can click on it and it'll even provide you with the, uh, the lowest amount that that particular unit sells for. Um, again, the idea here, and I'll read off their ending here because it so perfectly captures why they're doing it. Quote, next time you're cooking, Looking for a job or shopping for something new? Try search and get a little extra help, unquote. Yeah, they want you on search. And the thing is, it's all within them, their search. Yes, you can click on them, these carousel items and go to those sites. But otherwise, you're stuck in Google. And it's certainly making it more appealing to go back. Um, if you're looking, the other example was recipes. Yeah, they said here, chicken recipes. Type that in. They'll show your related activity. It says only you can see this. And it'll show other chicken recipes you've looked up uh, or 
Okay, links too. Uh, the other one was jobs. I know a particular client that would be pretty happy to see this. Um, we have that, you know, you type in healthcare jobs, Tennessee. Um, in this case, they show past job searches and you can click on them and then look at the different searches available. I thought for a second it may only be Google search or Google jobs, but it's not, it makes sense. Um, it's actually showing uh, feeds from all sorts of uh, job related sites. Wonder what else they could in integrate this. Businesses make sense. It's kind of like local, isn't it? You, you could definitely do local, like pizza restaurants or just restaurants or hotels. I mean, there's lots of possibilities here. Especially, and, and you know what, the carousel, I wonder if they're going to experiment that or if they already are. A carousel would actually be an interesting application for that. Um, you know, show, like it could be the very closest, highest rated business shows up in that carousel and then you could just scroll. It would be different if you're looking directly for a pizza nearby or something like that. But it would have to be a unique type of search and a unique search proposition to make this worthwhile. Anyway, right now it's just recipes, jobs, and shopping where this is showing up. And obviously shopping is a big thing for them. They get a lot of uh, money through uh, their partnerships there. So I can see that being a worthwhile thing as well as jobs. Absolutely. Okay, okay. Google and Firefox renew default search partnership. Yeah, this is interesting. Tell us about this. Yeah, so uh, Google has basically been the default search partner for Mozilla for, I don't even know now, a dozen years, maybe more. Um, but I thought it was kind of interesting to note. I, I saw a few stats here. So they've just signed another year with Google, which is super critical for them right now because I guess last week they laid off Mozilla laid off another 250 employees making a total of I think 320 that they've laid off this year so they need all the bucks they can get and I didn't realize this but in I found the figures for 2018 and for that year 95% of Mozilla's income was directly from royalties tied to ad revenue through Google and it totaled 451 million dollars that year which Man blew my mind like I I knew they'd make a lot because obviously that's where they get most of their cash from but I, I didn't think the numbers were that high um, so that was it, it really shows how critical it is for them to get this deal and then makes you wonder what would happen if they didn't get the deal you know to lose 90 I mean surely they'd have a deal with probably Bing and then it would suck and <laughs> maybe it wouldn't I don't know but probably would um, but you know, they've already lost in their markets are like crazy to Chrome and Safari. I think they're down to uh, 4% globally, 4.3% globally, 7% in the US. And that probably would have gone gone down more and resulted in more layoffs without this deal. So that makes me curious. Like, I don't really know what other than office space, what their overhead would be. I don't know enough about the Mozilla platform, whether or not they have hard, you know, they don't, do they have server farms? I don't see why they may, would need to imagine they might have one. I just don't know. I don't know much about it, but you know, that's four and half a billion dollars almost. It's hard to imagine them letting go employees, like, especially yeah. if I don't know. It's just, Where, it's, yeah. I, I should have looked up how many employees they have. So they've laid off 320, but what's their total workforce? I'm not sure. Wow. That's a lot of people. Oh, uh, you know, those uh, CEOs have to get big bonuses. So <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number of employees in 2018 was 750. So they basically laid off about half their workforce. Wow. I wonder if their ad revenue 
well, obviously all ad revenue plummeted this year to a degree, but hmm. well, good for them to renew. Um, just sort of a neat note we discussed whether or not we'd share, but it's just, uh, those are some pretty wild numbers and I'm not sure how many people know that. I certainly didn't know. Okay. So next up here, <laughs> I love this. Uh, so I was led to this from an article or actually a, a post on the local search forum uh, where Joy Hawkins had mentioned that she saw this fairly crazy drop in search results um, for a particular client in local. And it seemed as though based on, um, oh, I forget the name of the tool, but it's a bright local tool that monitors um, fluctuations in local results. Uh, I think it's called Flux. Anyway, they, uh, they showed that quite a bit of a change that day and she asked other people about it. Well, then someone brought up that actually this is known to be a major issue. Apparently they had a massive indexing glitch on August 10th. Um, and they, someone brought it up. Uh, actually it was Barry Schwartz brought it up to John Mueller and John said, uh, I, I don't have all the details yet, but it seems like this was a glitch on our side and has been fixed in the meantime. If someone could do, could fix the other 2020 issues, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like John's sense of humor. Anyway, uh, so that was August 10th. So if you saw any seriously weird stuff and you've been panicking about it, don't. Um, it is not an update. It was just a glitch, which are happening more and more often, I guess, because Google's testing more and, um, you know, the bigger it is, the easier things fall, fail, I guess. Uh, anyways, let's uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a significant uh, problem with WordPress at the moment. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. And my company senior SEO, Scott Van Ack. Remember, we have a show notes newsletter you can sign up for at seo101radio.com. That's seo101radio.com. Don't miss a single link and refresh your memory of a past show at any time. Okay, WordPress 5.5 is an update that you may not want to make. So you have 
you want to take take it away sure yeah it's especially vulnerable with if uh, if you have older plugins that are being used on your site especially if they're not supported with proper updates as well as older themes um, those are the people that are kind of in the worst condition here so when 5.5 shipped there was a javascript javascript library jquery migrate which was not included and what that library does is it sort of acts as a bridge allowing older code to function on wordpress so naturally if you have older code that would be found in an old plugin or, or theme or custom code or anything uh, it would no longer work so uh, if you did an update hopefully your site survived and didn't break. And if it did break, there's a good chance that that is the reason behind it. Mm. Um, so it's just a really good reminder to update your, or sorry, not update, but back up everything before you do WordPress updates, because you just, you never know. It's not always easy to roll back, um, which we discovered with a client uh, there. Uh, we had our programmer go in just earlier this week to make a tiny change that should have been, you know, a five minute job easy for him. And when he logged in, for whatever reason, WordPress decided to update automatically. We believe this is what happened. And then it caused him a bunch of time to fix the damage that was caused by it. Um, luckily, it wasn't a big deal in this case. He was able to quickly figure it out and solve the problem. But uh, not everybody is capable of fixing those issues. If you're just a you know, regular person who doesn't really do technical stuff, but you know how to click that update button, um, it's not easy to un-update necessarily. <laughs> well, and, and keep in mind too, that you, it, a lot of this relies on having a good host. Um, we, we currently use uh, WordPress engine, uh, WP engine, and we, uh, I don't have shares. I'm <laughs> just saying they're a good, good example of a good company because um, they ensure you've got, I think it's backups daily. Um, if I think not, so, every, yeah. yeah, I think it's daily. You can roll back with a single button click. I mean, that's pretty awesome. And you, I've, we've needed it. Um, and, if, and a lot of hosting companies that have these cheaper plans, they do have backups, but try and it's just like, uh, and I'm guilty of this all the time. You know, you, you get these programs on your computer that back up your computer so you can restore it when you need it. Well, have you ever tried doing it? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's not one click. No. And oftentimes it doesn't work. You're just pooched. So the same thing happens with these other hosting companies. Sometimes there's hidden fees. Sometimes the backup didn't work or it's incremental. It's a, it's a mess. Anyway, just keep in mind, you really get what you pay for with hosting. I have seen countless issues with clients that uh, are new clients, mostly that come to us with just bad sites. In fact, we're dealing with one right now. Uh, so yeah, be really careful. Um, you know, yes, you pay more, but uh, well, for us, we actually have a bigger plan and we're able to offer it at cheaper prices to clients because we want them to be on a, a good service. Um, many other companies may offer the same thing. We just do it as a benefit to our clients. We don't sell this to anyone else, but it is, uh, yeah, it's a good thing. Anywho, watch out for that update. That's WordPress 5.5. Do not make it until you've researched it. Uh, it will be fixed at some point, but, you know, just be careful. Okay, next up, new publishers say their content is not being ranked in Google News. Now, I looked into this. Uh, this is a, was originally posted on Search Engine Roundtable. Uh, and what Barry Schwartz had posted was uh, a whole number of complaints from publishers around the world that apparently had tried to get found in Google after a December 2019 update where 
Google said, okay, you no longer have to submit your business to Google News. It will now automatically, uh, or your, your content to Google News is to be considered to be added. Now it will automatically determine if you should be added and, and you'll be in. Well, uh, a very significant number of businesses who have launched their news sites since 2019, December 2019, are not being shown, uh, according to them. Um, and again, Barry's had a hard time sort of quantifying this or proving this. So he decided to post it just to put the word out. Um, it's also been in Twitter. Uh, one of the examples, however, was debunked. Uh, CNN Brazil was complaining that they weren't showing up. Uh, and Danny Sullivan, who now works at Google, said, uh, I don't know why you're saying this. I can find it right here. And he showed a screenshot. So I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, it could be that maybe they're not seeing it from where they are. Uh, they're not making noise for no reason. There's got to be something wrong. Um, so hopefully that uh, Google will get to the bottom of this because, you know, there, there's no reason these people who are working hard shouldn't get found in, in Google News. All right. What is this? Beware of caching plugins. Yeah. So I, um, I just wanted to throw this in because it's, it was new to me. I'd never had this issue before and somebody else might experience it. So I've got my own personal hosting account that I use for, you know, some little side projects I dabble in and, and, and things like that. And, um, I kind of had everything crash last week where I was still able to view the websites online. So from the end user perspective, everything worked, but everything else was broken on my account. So my email stopped working. I couldn't do really any, I couldn't even log into WordPress. I couldn't do anything. And what it turned out is on my account, I have a maximum of 200,000 files I'm allowed to have, or they call them inodes, which I'd never heard that term before, but that's what it is. And I'd exceeded that 200,000 limit, which was absurd. Like I didn't know how that could have possibly happened. And so I contacted my hosting support and they couldn't help me. They were useless. They said, you have to go in and delete the extra files that you don't want. I'm like, well, what are these files? Where are they? I can't find them. They're like, well, you have to figure it out. Like, awesome. Okay. Oh, wow. So I figured I'd maybe been hacked at first because like, how am I getting, it turned out like I had seen an increase in about 10,000 files on my account in the previous week, which makes no sense because I had done literally nothing. And they do include emails as they come in, but I hadn't received 10,000 spam emails. Like it was just ludicrous. And so after a lot of uh, saying bad words in my head and out loud, I, I managed to um, track down the problem and it was all tied to a WordPress plugin, uh, WordPress caching plugin that every day was storing more and more files uh, in the cache, in a cache folder and not deleting older files. So every day, this total number of files on my account just kept growing and growing and growing. And so once I found that, I was able to delete that cache through FTP, couldn't even delete it through cPanel because my file manager in cPanel, when I tried to delete stuff, it, it refused access because deleting it would then have to write the file to the trash folder, which then exceeds the 200,000. So everything was just like a total nightmare. Anyways, my, my point to the story is, um, oh, and actually after I cleared the cache, my total file usage went down to about 15,000 files from over 200,000 wow. to give you an idea of the scope there. Isn't um, there a setting that you can have so it will like flush the cache occasionally? Oh, probably. <laughs> um, so in my, in my, see, this is the thing, you know, I'm getting so used to, we have Dennis, he's our programmer and he does all the technical stuff like this for all our clients, but this is all my own personal stuff. I don't deal with this type of stuff on a workly day-to-day -day basis. And, you know, I'm a little bit of a novice when it comes to some of this higher level thinking mm -hmm. of stuff. And so I didn't really know that was a thing. So this is a bit of user error for sure, but I can guarantee I'm not the only 
dummy out there who's installed a plugin. I think it was Lightspeed Cache, but I could have my wrong caching plugin in mind here. Um, I'm probably not the only dummy who's installed a plugin like this, set it and forget it, not realizing the the imminent demise of my whole hosting account as a result of it. So um, if you're running any kind of... I, I did catch it and found it, find it, and I only lost five days worth of incoming email, and which would be a nightmare for some people, especially if you're a small business. Like that's tragic. In my case, it's just like personal stuff, so you know it doesn't affect my bank account. I I probably missed on a couple mailing lists that I'm part of that I don't even like anyway, so it's not really a big loss for me. But be careful if you're installing plugins and you're, you know, you're not uh, the tech guy. Uh, make sure you do it right, or at least know that stuff like this can't happen. Yeah, interesting. I actually sort of related, um, was installing a, some, I uh, wanted to install a tracker on, uh, on one of our websites, one of our clients' websites, actually, and I couldn't get it to work because, as it turned out, WP Rocket, which is also a caching system that speeds up the site and such, um, was minifying the code. And so, in other words, changing it so much it didn't even work. I had to add it to an exception, a rule. And this is sir, definitely not one-on-one stuff. Sorry, everyone. But this is the stuff you run into all the time. And, and it, yeah, if you're not dealing with it daily, you've got some reading to do and it takes time and it's unexpected. And that's the, probably the worst part of it, trying to fit it in your day when you've already got lots to do, like me throwing the podcast at you today. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea it was coming. Yeah, he, like, he literally told me, in one minute, can you be on SEO 101 today? I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, Johnny just had too much to going on, so I had to get someone on. John owes me a lot of rum. He does. He does. Okay. Um, <laughs> next here, uh, Google Chrome will soon start warning users more about insecure forms. And I say more because they always, always kind of noted that there was an issue, but now, at least I believe they did. But now, um, as of October, so I guess not now, as of October, um, they will be launching the latest version of Chrome. Uh, is six, was it? 86. 86. Sorry, 86. Um, October 6th will be launched. Uh, there's going to be a beta release in September, but, um, and it will very clearly and loudly warn users when there's a form that's insecure. Now, what does that mean? If your form is not on us, HTTPS URL or some and or has some kind of broken or some kind of insecure element, it's going to note it, note it and you're going to lose business. You're going to lose inquiries because people will notice it. So this is, you know, we've been doing HTTPS or um, SSL secure site upgrades for a few years now because they've given us heads up a long way ahead that this was going to be an issue. Uh, so now they're bringing it down. And uh, people who don't have this set up are going to notice a pretty dramatic drop in, in inquiries, I believe, through their sites. So keep that in mind. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we've got local SEO news and a question uh, from one of our listeners. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training. 
a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc., and my company's senior SEO, Scott Vanak. So in local SEO news, Yelp is trying to compete even more fiercely with Google My Business. As you know um, from listening to the show, Google My Business has added lots and lots of stuff for the last while. Um, they keep really raising the bar and uh, they really want it to become the go-to place for local business. Well, Yelp, not our favorite place. In fact, I kind of despise them. But anyway, they um, are revamping their look they're also updating a popular tool called Request a Quote for claimed businesses. It's a free feature where people can request um, or quote. The unfortunate thing is if someone does request a quote, um, it actually gets sent to you if you're the business, but also to up to six competitors too. So up to five competitors. Mm. So that's typical Yelp. Uh, I just, you know, they're requesting it from you. It should go to you. Um, but that doesn't always happen. They're also going to provide new nearby jobs. Um, and anyways, these are lead gen options for so, um, small, medium businesses. And it, it, it's intriguing for anyone who's in Yelp. This is probably great news. Um, and they're going to be amping it up. So you're going to have even more exposure there. Um, it is $240 a month, I believe, to be a part of this, uh, to, to really benefit. Um, Yes, it's free to add the request a quote, but let me look at this here so I don't completely you know, screw this up. It's interesting when you say that the request a quote uh, uh, request, I guess, email will go to you plus you know a handful of other competitors. But so I see that as being crappy. But at the same time, if you're one of those other competitors, you're getting exposure you might not get otherwise. So there's kind of a good and bad side to that, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Here it is. Sorry, I was getting that a little wrong. Yes, I was right about the, the request a quote issue, which is free. Um, however, um, Yelp is also launching nearby jobs for local service businesses, which gives them the ability to access a flow of local leads, a part of a $240 monthly subscription. Businesses can proactively reach out to interested con consumers based on a feed of local projects and service requests. And again, that feed is not unique to you. That will be shared. 
Um, more than 60 business categories now offer request a quote featuring a newly revamped lead gen questionnaire that will grow to 100 categories in the near future, according to Yelp product lead, you woo. Hopefully I got that right. Um, this will include auto repair, movers, photography, salons, pet groomers, realtors, childcare, home services, professional services, and contractors, among others. More than 50% of Yelp's revenue now comes from these local and home service categories. Many of these categories have been much healthier and active during the pandemic, such as contractors, compared to restaurants and bars, which have been suffering and closing permanently. Uh, there's a lot to this article. It's on Search Engine Land, and I did write that, read that from there, so I should have had the quotes there. Um, very interesting read. Uh, again, if Yelp is at all, at all of interest to you, you better keep up on this. Um, it's always good to be one of the first adopters if there's anything you need to do to get um, the benefit from this because leads are leads. If you can get involved and it's not, if, if it's lucrative for you, good work. Keep it up. <laughs> uh, sometimes people just drop these things thinking there's greener pastures in different places and then they lose that feed and a, a business and it's the end of them. Uh, we don't want to see that. Uh, embrace what you have to, even if we don't like them. Uh, last in local SEO news, SEO news, Google My Business has added new performance metrics. This is really interesting. I actually have not got it to work. Let's see if it's working yet. Nope. <laughs> so um, it's still rendering, which means nothing. It's just been going for the last hour. Uh, maybe yours will work better than me. Um, what you do is you type in your business name on Google. And you'll if when you're logged into your Google account, uh, the one that is the owner of your Google My Business listing. Just want to be clear about that. Type in your name. So in our, in our case, I typed in Step Forth Web Marketing. Then I saw the uh, your business on Google Box that appears right below the uh, below the search box. And in there, it says Edit Profile and then Promote before the Customers box. Click on Promote, and you'll a little pop up will appear. In that pop up, you have a number of different options such as advertising, adding photos, adding updates, adding offers, adding events. And now the new one, which is at the top, which is performance. And it says, check how your business is performing on Google. When I click on that, oh, it worked this time. Uh, the last time it literally <laughs> was just rendering for an hour. In this case, it's data that Google is providing. It is you do have much more data to work from in the sense of, or sorry, time to work from, which has gotten uh, a few people pretty excited about the concept here because uh, Google My Business Insights only offers a certain amount of history with this new one, which by the way, does not match the data in Google My Business Insights at all, which is <laughs> yet more frustration. Um, however, this does uh, allow six months to a year over year comparison. So there's lots of info. Um, but if it's not right, if the correct, if the data is not correct, I really don't get why I'd want to use it. But if you want more data that's similar, but also different, you could check out search console and or analytics. So you really can have four sets of, of Unrelated data that aren't data. the same. <laughs> <laughs> and so you just pick the better one. You pick whatever looks best, right? Oh, Google. Google. Anyway, I don't know that this is being tested. It doesn't seem to be. I mean, it's, it showed up in Canada. It usually means it's, it's rolled out. So, um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but it is another source of data. Now we had a question from one of our listeners, Paul. Uh, he's in Ladysmith and uh, he has a question that his client sent him. He's wondering if 
duplicate content has affected their rankings. This uh, would, or whether this duplicate content would affect their rankings. In this case, he provides an example of a journal um, that has copied uh, his client's content. Now, that journal fakely, in a fake manner, put uh, that the content was written in 2017. Um, I, I assume that's not the case, and their client actually wrote this fairly recently. Either way, um, it doesn't really matter. If, if someone has duplicated your content, it is generally the case that they've done that more often than not for other people. If it just turns out it's your content and you want to take, you know, umbrage with it and send a cease and desist, knock your socks off. Try and get it removed. Maybe it'll work. I've had it happen. Um, it is good if you can get that duplicate content removed. However, Google is pretty good at finding out who, or, or sorry, indexing new content when, and determining who was the first to, to launch it. Uh, and in this case, I believe he said that uh, it, it was fine. They, they, do, they were showing up. They were just worried it was going to affect their rankings um, because this person was copying them. So don't stress too much about duplicate content by others who are copying you. I've got a, I've got a, we've found a couple of websites that actually copy Stepforth word for word in the past. And yes, I've sent cease and desists to something I found online, but the fact is there's not much you can do. They're usually out in a different country. Um, and frankly, they're not going to do well. Um, they don't have the backlinks. They don't have all that stuff. Uh, and anyone who digs deeply enough will know that they're garbage, those websites. And Google has gotten pretty good at identifying that. One thing to note about it, this is if you find a website that's copied your content, chances are they have a ton of other content on their site that's copied from other places. Mm -hmm. And Google will see that they're just a site that's basically a scraper site. Um, yeah. You know, and so unless it's like, say they have a really high authority website and they've copied only one piece of content that happens to be from you, there's, there is a chance that content might do better than yours if they're, but if they're an authority site and they've got links and all kinds of stuff. But I feel like that's basically something that never happens. So to worry about it is, you know, you can go on your day, have your coffee and you don't really have to do anything necessarily. <laughs> I think the, the, the one example I had of that was years and years and years and years ago where a very prominent SEO company copied one of my articles word for word and put, it under, the, you put it under the CEO's name. <laughs> I, I remember that very well. And that was, wow, that's at least 15 years ago, maybe more. Yeah. Well, like the, the CEO was mortified. I could tell. Um, and I freaked. I was like, what the hell? Um, I believe it even ranked better than us. I'm not sure, but I was shocked. Um, I think Jim Hedger pointed it out to us. Anyway, he was working with us at the time. Anyway, you know, that does happen. And you just have to catch those when it happens. That, that particular site, as far as we knew, didn't copy content. This just happened to happen. And in this case, it wasn't the CEO who did it. It was his ghostwriter. So you got to watch out those ghostwriters and pay them well. Make sure they're not copying. Check their work. <laughs> Anywho, it does happen. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company's senior SEO, Scott Vanak, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook. If you enjoyed the show, we'd appreciate any feedback on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast stream. We really do uh, appreciate them because they do help with. Uh, expanding our listenership 
And we also are always looking for um, patrons, anyone out there who's interested in getting some exposure. Uh, we do have uh, our ads. I know that they're uh, necessary evil at times, but there's some great uh, vendors on there and, and we'd like you to be one of them if uh, you're interested. So do let us know. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everyone. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.